Hi there, Bulldogs. Welcome to Career Chat. This is Kylie, your host, an alumnus of DeSales University and a former career ambassador. I am super excited to be hosting this podcast to help provide all of you guys with valuable information relating to career development. Prepare to hear from our professional staff, students, and DeSales professors as we help you explore your interests, develop your skills, and implement a plan for a fruitful career in the future. With that being said, let's get started with this week's episode. Welcome, Melanie, to Meet the Staff. I'm so happy to have you here, and I'm so happy and excited to hear what you have to say about the Career and Opportunities Fair coming up. So, Melanie, if you want to start by telling me a little bit about yourself and kind of how you got to the Career Development Center at DeSales University. Sure, Kylie. Well, I'm thrilled to be here with you as well today. And I know not only with Just Meet the Staff, but you have a fantastic group of the sales community friends that will are, are vying to be on your show. So I feel <laughs> yeah. honored to be here today. So thanks so much. Hmm. So tell me a little bit about yourself question, right? <laughs> Doesn't everybody just love talking about themselves? Well, as I always say, and when I share with students, if you're not going to talk about yourself, who will? So who better to tell your story than yourself? And you must be your own cheerleader, right? Mm-hmm. So I guess I'll start way, way back (laughs) when I graduated with my undergraduate degree. I guess I could get started even saying that I'm a first generation college student from my family. I'm the youngest of three and um, neither of my brother and sister went to away to college. You know, they did the community college route. And of course, my parents, neither of them went to college. So I went fumbling and bumbling through my way of Mm -hmm. um, my undergraduate years but finally graduated with a bachelor's degree in social work. And that was from a local state university. (laughs) And even though I did a long-term internship, that was several, it was over two semesters. And I even got hired before I graduated and was able to start paying off my student loans with uh, grant money that I received for accepting the position that I did Uh, I found about a year to two years in that that wasn't necessarily the career for me. And it's not what I wanted to do for the rest of my life. But what I had the opportunity of doing was working with families and parents and coaching and counseling community members on obtaining work and um, being a great resource for their families. And um, so I really got to hone my counseling and, and brokering skills. And my favorite part of the job was connecting community members to community resources and making connections within the community. I met many, many people and had great contacts that I still am in contact with today. But I realized that that wasn't the position that I would be working in for the rest of my life. So, you know, a couple years after graduation, I had to do a little soul searching I picked up, you know, some different types of jobs in event planning and the service industry. And I decided that in order to change my career, maybe I had to go back and and go back to school, go back to college and maybe pick up some credits, perhaps in some business classes. But the thing I saw that aligned me most directly with my, my past experience and hopefully my future goals was work in human resources. So to me, that was an understanding of connecting employees with resources. It all had to do with vocation and counseling, if you will. So 
So I started taking some classes at a local community college, the High Carbon Community College. And uh, yeah, started started taking classes there. I believe that was the year after I got married. So I had some life milestones in between. And one of the first things that I did when I got to LTRIC is I went straight to the Career Development Center. And it was in the sole purpose was thinking that I did not take advantage of the Career Center during my undergraduate career. So I said, okay, what better way to understand how I can get some hands-on learning, maybe some internships, and really hone my resume as I start with these new classes and kind of a new career path. So I met with the director of the Career Development Center there, and apparently I made some sort of good first impression. <laughs> of course. <laughs> um, you know, being an adult student, I, I think a lot of adult students realize this. there's a lot of steps that I need to take that maybe I didn't take during undergrad to, to really work on that, that future goal. And I still, it was very unknown what I wanted to do. But when I sat with the director of the Career Development Center and we looked at my resume and, you know, I needed two different resumes. You know, I had this one resume for a few years. And if I wanted to go this route, I needed to create this type of resume. And if I wanted to be a little bit more general, maybe business oriented, I created this other resume. Well, as we, you know, sat through a couple of sessions together, I mean, I enjoyed that whole process. And so it turned out that there was an opening in that office for a full-time job. So I was taking classes part-time and um, through the application process and a little bit of coaching, I was hired, interestingly enough, as the administrative assistant or receptionist of the Career Development Center. Oh my God. And I did that for a couple of months, um, bumbling and bumbling through that experience because I really had no clerical or, um, you know, that, that data entry experience. So it was a great opportunity to, to meet somebody that had some faith in me and said that you can absolutely do this. And I think you'd be a great addition to this team. And lo and behold, just a couple months later, um, a career consultant position job came up, which is, you know, much like a career counselor. And again, applied for that and <laughs> learned a lot of things through the interview process because I didn't have a lot of interview experience, even at that part in my adult life. And got the position and worked for four years at Lehigh Carbon Community College with some exceptional students that, um, you know, come from all different walks of life and a lot of adult students and veteran students. And, um, you know, it was intimidating being my age and trying to um, consult folks that are adults and, and, and have been working in, in mm-hmm. you know, different careers for many, many parts of their life. And it was actually during the econ- economic downturn. Mm-hmm. So it was a really tough time to yeah. be in, um, you know, the, the job search field. But I feel that I helped a lot of students from, from many different backgrounds and, um, through that experience, I got to sit on a, a executive board, which Kristen Eicholtz, our director of the DeSales Career Development Center, also sat on and got to meet her, got to meet a lot of great colleagues from the area in career development. And it just reminded me how much I loved the field and I loved working with students. I loved college so much in my college years that, you know, what better career than to continue working with incredible college students. So when Kristen had the opportunity to finally create a second addition to her one-person staff, (laughs) 
um, you know, she and I had been in communication and been and been um, networking, and and through that application process, I was able to obtain the assistant director of the career development center at the sales. And when was that? My goodness, that was back in 2014. And of course, prior to coming to DeSales, I um, gave birth to my daughter, and and then getting to DeSales, I quickly became pregnant and um, had my son James as well while my career started at Sales University, which was also a wonderful gift. So that's what brought me to career development and that's what brought me to the sales. And it was really about meeting those people within my network and making good first impressions and maintaining contact and having a passion for students that I work with. So that's why I'm thrilled to be here today. That's really awesome. I, when I was interviewing Aubrey, I also, she also started not at uh, uh, LTRIC, but she started at um, Reading Area Community College. And she spoke kind of similarly about how, you know, it was kind of her, her first exposure to, to being in that, that world of career development and how she learned so, so much along the way and how those opportunities sort of set her up for the opportunities that she had to come to DeSales. Mm-hmm. So it's very interesting how, how it all kinds of, kind of works. And that, that's really, really awesome. Agreed. And Aubrey and I talk a lot about it's so good being, you know, at a small private Catholic college. We both had experience with public school or, um, you know, the community college aspect. Aubrey had um, her experience in for-profit education, which is also very different. And um, it's, it, and me going to it, Aubrey and I actually graduating from the same state university, we had these experiences of getting to understand the state university, the local uh, community colleges, and then, of of course, the small private school and having the pleasure of working with all of our Alveic counterparts that work in the independent private schools of Lehigh Valley. Awesome. So I know I've, I've known you for two years now, and I know you are very passionate about um, the alumni population, but also employer relations. And I know we've worked together closely for Hello, and I know we have an upcoming career and opportunities fair, uh, partner with some of the local universities as well. So would you mind telling me a little bit about the upcoming career and opportunities fair? Absolutely. I'd be thrilled to, Kylie. So we are really excited to present, as you said, partnering with Cedar Crest and Moravian College to sales will also be included in our very first career opportunities fair that's a virtual event. Mm -hmm. So this is the first time we'll be conducting a virtual event. This will be a um, virtual or online career fair. We'll be doing it through Handshake. That is a another um, job board slash platform where a lot of students, even to sales students right now, can access job postings, events, career fairs. And we're looking forward, um, you know, between you and I, to probably switching over to Handshake starting next summer so that all of our Elbaic schools are, are on a similar platform and we can continue to partner together. So I don't know if I mentioned that the event is October 14th, and much like a regular career fair, it will start at 1.30 and go till 4 p.m., but with this particular career fair, there's going to be a lot of pre-work that will be most important for the success in that 
event in that event on the 14th. So on October 7th, one week before, the Wednesday before, we'll be holding a, a Zoom or virtual event that will be the Opportunities and Career Fair prep session. And in that session, I'm thrilled to partner with my colleague, Kathleen Barr from Moravian, the director of the Career Development Center of Moravian. And we're going to present to all students from Cedar Crest Moravian and to sales that want to attend about how you get yourself set up on Handshake, how you register for the event, how you prepare yourself for the event, much like a regular career fair, and, um, and then what the, the most important steps are of course, after that event. But I think now's a really good time to be announcing this to the, the sales community because since we're just about a few weeks out, there's plenty of time to get that resume ready to um, start that that pre-registration work, which won't be that time consuming. It will be very user-friendly and again, explained at, during the career fair prep session that we'll hold on October 7th from 5 p.m. to 6 p.m. Awesome. So what kind of um, employers and opportunities are going to be available at this uh, Career and Opportunities Fair? So Mm -hmm. not only career opportunities for our seniors looking for when they graduate, part-time opportunities for our current students who want to gain experience, volunteer and nonprofit work for current students that want to gain experience and want to build their resume and internship opportunities as well. So we're really excited to to bring the three schools together because it's just going to make these beautiful layers of all different types of opportunities that we're going to be able to share with all three student, student communities. So then it'll be across all majors then. So biology to business to... Psychology, I couldn't think of that. Absolutely, Kylie, you absolutely have it. So um, there's going to be plenty of businesses that will be uh, um, offering internship opportunities. There's going to be facilities and hospitals that are uh, offering healthcare opportunities and biology opportunities. Of course, as a um, science student, we're always looking for more opportunities um, in in the science realm, but great ways to get experience from the nonprofits to the local organizations and um, and, and organizations that are looking to hire part-time and full-time and internship opportunities. Awesome. So now when these students log on to Handshake, which I've never used before, is it going to be someone in real time kind of, it's almost like you're walking, well, obviously not walking, but you're technologically like visiting different booths almost. And then there's someone in real time that you can either talk to, will there be video or is it just kind of chat? Exactly, Kylie. So the reason why we did go with Handshake is because they had the most experience in terms of um, having the video capability. So it's not just chat. We do know that other schools have used other platforms and the only opportunity they had was just chat. Mm-hmm. And I felt that that wasn't um, a great experience for, for everyone because, um, as we know, it's a sales university students and most of our, our friends are all using Zoom or some sort of online resource to conduct classes. I figured the sales university students are absolute pro at mm-hmm. the, the video world. So, yes, I love how you said that. So, it will be 
obviously not like walking through the doors at the duck and checking out tables in real life and just kind of going up to to whomever you feel comfortable going up to. What it will be will be, like I said, pre-registration. And we're encouraging, obviously, all students to do that before the day of just to make it easier and seamless. The great part is, is that all of the employers, which we have 36 right now, have already set up sessions. So you can go in and request a one-on-one session and or a group session. So perhaps you were interested in an organization and you just want to learn a little bit more about them. You can get make your account on Handshake, which is very quick and easy. And you can look at the information that they've already entered right now, which is live right now. And then what you can do is schedule yourself for a group session and just join a bunch of other students and hear what the organization is all about and what type of opportunities they have. From there, you can decide whether you want to schedule a one-on-one so that you could talk directly with a recruiter or a representative. So the, the great thing is, is that each organization must have all the representatives that want to talk to our students registered and ready to go, set up via video and audio so that basically, just like you and I are doing right now, um, for, for those of, of our friends listening, but we are... <laughs> You're actually videoing right now. Um, you know, have that one-on-one conversation using the video technology. So obviously something that most students are going to want to be sure that they have all set up is their technology, which I have all the faith in our students because it um, they've been doing it um, so much recently. But the the most important part is is taking a look and seeing how do you want to spend your time through this through this time. And again, much like a regular career fair, it's um, it's come when you can, um, but the plan should be, and doing it earlier, the better, is understanding the, t- the time that you have to, sh- to spend on the event. You want to know if the employers that you want to talk to have sessions available during that time. Mm-hmm. So unlike just popping in and dropping in to see, um, to chat with someone, it's a little bit more pre-planned, which I think is going to be great for a lot of our students because it's going to be the most effective I think that the video too is really helpful because I don't know, for me, I I went to a a medical school fair online and it was, it was good. And I thought that they set it up well. They sort of had breakout rooms that were videos, um, but it was only the people presenting that was videos. And I think the thing that happens when you don't get to speak one-on-one, I think that there's a lot of room for kind of miscommunication. You're not really sure who you're talking to. So if you're trying to put a name to a face or you're trying to get a job and they don't even know what you look like, it's kind of harder, I think. So I think the video will be really helpful for employers and students because they they can at least know who they're talking to. Exactly, Kylie. And you know, working in the Career Development Center for two years and being involved with with us even more that you've met so many employers that you already, you'd be able to recognize some people. And so will, will our other students that have taken advantage of the Career Development Center and our events. So once once they are set up with, whether it be those group, the group sessions or the one-on-one sessions, they may recognize that recruiter or or representative. So it does give you that, that feeling of ease and uh, the opportunity to communicate a lot better. And as you and I both know, I think the Sales University students and, you know, many college students represent themselves a lot better via video as opposed to chat because chat can turn into a very informal thing 
which is fine in that in that aspect. But of course, we want to put our most professional selves forward. So what we'll remind students is that you still want to dress professionally. You still want to have your resume critiqued, edited, perfected previously, uploaded on, on your Handshake account so that it's there and available without any technical problems the, the day of. Mm-hmm. Awesome. So that kind of leads into my next question. So how should be, how should students be preparing for this sort of um, career and opportunities fair in a, in a virtual setting? I know, I know a lot of the things sort of still stand true, um, but I know some things are different. So kind of like you mentioned, um, still dressing professionally, making sure your background is okay and that you don't have like dogs running in. As exciting as that would be, honestly, if I was an employer and I saw a dog, I would get very, very excited. But (laughs) um, just uh, setting the scene sort of uh, for the best environment possible. Would you mind just expanding a little bit on that? Sure, absolutely. Just like any virtual interview or video interview, whether it even be on the phone, you don't want to have any distractions. You want to be sure you're in a quiet place. You want to be sure that your connections are good. You want to be sure that your background is appropriate. You want to be sure that you're, again, dressed professionally. And um, one of my favorite tips, and my, my colleague Kathleen wanted me to remind everyone that, we're, that we shouldn't be attending our sessions lying in bed. Um, sometimes we'll see a lot of students that are doing their work, and this is what we see from their head, meaning you could just see from my eyes up to my, my forehead. So, oh my you know, gosh. you want, you want your, your, your technology or your laptop on a stable um, place so that it's not shaking or rocking. And um, that obviously that your 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 face and shoulders are nice and center in in the in the picture, and um, it's, a, it's a quiet area. And um, you know if if using earbuds or that type of a microphone works better, then that's that's a great choice as well. Um, but just making sure that you're on time, the lighting is good. Right, because I know a lot of us struggle with that a little bit. We just talked about being in front of a window, and sometimes if I had the window behind me, my face is completely dark or mm-hmm. washed out. You can't see who you're talking to. So I think, as opposed to worrying about uh, approaching employers with a mask on, uh, the the virtual and video opportunity is a little bit better because just like in an interview, you can show that enthusiasm, mm-hmm. you can use that smile, you can use those appropriate hand motions. But just like any other interview, you're going to have your notepad there with you, have any resumes or cover letters that you've written up to hopefully help you if you need it, jog your memory for anything. Uh, Questions prepared is a great, great Mm -hmm. plan. So doing that research in advance, understanding the organization and, you know, what your goal is from meeting with those representatives. So all of this, all of this kind of pre-preparation is is going to be ideal and most important for the for the virtual opportunity and career fair. I think you gave some really good points. Um, so kind of moving in, I know I know you've been working uh, with career fairs for quite a while, and so I'm sure you've seen some things that students probably shouldn't be doing. Um, so what are some of your big uh, what not to do in a career fair setting? <laughs> Sure, sure. I think the main things to remember of what not to do, especially now for the, for the virtual experience, is going to be 
Um, don't wear your hoodie or baseball cap. Dress professionally. And um, I'm just going to suggest, you know, go ahead and throw that jacket on and throw that um, the shirt and, and the tie if you want to make a great impression. But, um, you know, and if there were ever an incident where you did have to stand up, just be careful. You know, the, the old adage of you can wear your SpongeBob SquarePants, jammy pants on the bottom. You just might want to avoid that that day, you know, when you do have a meeting set up with your with an employer. Again, you don't want to be laying or lounging in bed. You don't want to be in a noisy room. You don't want to be someplace where there's distractions and you're kind of looking all around. You want to be prepared. You want to have your questions ready. And you don't want to encounter a representative or schedule something and 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 approach them like, so what is it that your company does? Yeah. You know, you, you want to be prepared with your elevator pitch. You want to be sure that you can introduce yourself appropriately and and know what you plan on saying and what your goal is by the conversation that's planned that day. So for resources that any of our friends want to use, we have created a bunch of Webinar Wednesday. Now they're available whenever you need them via Panopto. We have a link in our Instagram on on, um, PSU Careers Instagram, right, where they can access all of our webinars. So if you wanted to learn a little bit more about your elevator pitch or preparing for a a career fair or an encounter with a networking encounter, an encounter with an employer, we have lots of great resources there. I think that's a really, uh, the last one that you mentioned uh, about sort of knowing your goal of uh, what you want to accomplish is really, really important. So when I worked uh, with Hello uh, with you and Molly, and I was walking around to all the employers sort of gauging interest because I was also interested in a lot of places too, but I was checking up on employers for like waters and things. And I, I was listening in on some of them. And one of the most common things I heard was, well, what kind of positions do you offer here? Or what, like, what's the mission of your organization? And the thing is, is it's not a, it's not a bad question, but I feel like employers would appreciate a lot more kind of you coming in with saying, I know that this is the mission of your company. Would you mind clarifying or saying how, how you accomplish this in like your everyday work? Or I know that you have a position like this, but would you mind expanding upon what you're actually looking for in this position? So just being a little bit more specific and letting employers know that you have put in the time to research their their uh, company is going to go miles because I, as I was walking around, I heard it a lot. I heard a mm-hmm. lot of people just ask, so what do you guys do here? And mm-hmm. I'm sure being that person that stands out and say, I know what you guys do. I would just love to learn more about it is going to give you that extra up on some others. Absolutely, Kylie, you nailed it. And you know, because I know for a fact, you have a very good elevator pitch And the most important thing to do when you're finishing with your elevator pitch is asking a question Mm -hmm. and you nailed it. The best way to, to develop, write, or pose any question to an employer, whether it be at a networking event, a career fair, or even in the interview when the employer says, do you have any questions for me? The best way to approach that question is, I know this about your organization, but could you tell me a little bit more about the summer internship program or the professional development you offer your full-time employees or 
Um, if, if you're willing to take a look at my resume, is there any additional information I should be including to your organization when I apply so that I know that I'm a great candidate for the opportunity? Or by looking at my resume, or is there anything more that you would recommend that perhaps I work on as a sophomore and for my junior year when I want to apply to this internship? So there, you're right. You're absolutely right. The, the preparation for this virtual event is going to be most important as opposed to just showing up and saying, what is it your company does? Mm-hmm. And I think and, it, it's good you mentioned that um, kind of a sophomore looking for an internship their junior year. Um, I don't I don't see it as much as I would I would love to, I guess. I think that it's a really great opportunity to have professionals in front of you who could be looking at your resume a year from now. And just getting the opportunity to be like, hey, I, I'm, I'm looking for a position for next year. I will be applying in next summer. Um, what, what can I be working on right now? Because you can go to the professional staff at the Career Development Center and they may tell you one thing, but having um, your application, your, your resume geared toward the company in which you want to apply for and having that person sit in front of you and be able to tell you, this is exactly what we look for. Um, That's an invaluable experience. And I feel like people definitely do not take advantage of that. If I could go back and do that a million times, I would. Exactly, Kylie. You're absolutely right. If, If you think about this opportunity on October 14th as a, a great way to connect with potential employers or individuals that have special, not secret information, but information that you might not find on your own, mm-hmm. then here's your opportunity to really prepare those questions and prepare yourself in order to say, you know, what will you be looking for um, come May after graduation or once I take XYZ class and I can apply for this internship, what other type of experiences are you looking for in a candidate applying for this opportunity or internship? Yeah, and I, I, I agree. I don't think it's secret, but I don't think enough of people ask about it. So it's just kind of like sitting there and they're waiting for people to ask about it to be able to tell them. But if no one asks, they're not going to just give out that information. Exactly. Um, so I think that it really is important that you do you do seek out and you try to network as much as possible. I know networking has been very, very big, especially in the world we're in currently, just connecting with the people you've met via LinkedIn, uh, making sure you follow up on either your application with uh, the um, HR company is really beneficial because they, they want the people that, that follow up, especially... Um, now because it's it's so easy to just we're all sitting on our computers most of the day anyways <laughs> it's so it's so easy to just um, send an email or uh, send a call and just say hey I'd like to check the status of my application I met with so and so at this uh, career and opportunities fair um, I would just like to see where my application's at is a great way to just follow up after mm-hmm. the career fair. You're absolutely correct. Thank you for adding the follow-up. So as I mentioned, I do think preparation is going to be key for this particular virtual event and really any virtual event moving forward. It's almost more of the work and time and effort that you put in prior to the actual event, making that great first impression at the event, which may only be an hour, two hours, but then after that, the follow-up can Mm -hmm. be almost just as important as that first impression or more important because too many times employers tell me I met some really great candidates at the event, but I I haven't heard back from any of them or nobody completed their application or 
Um, you know, but then a lot of times we hear that our DeSales University students so graciously followed up just to say thank you, even if they weren't interested in applying for that opportunity immediately. So there are there are very many ways that you can um, do the right thing here. And I think following up is very, very important. That's a very, very perfect sort of wrap up of kind of the career and opportunities fair. So if students um, want to get in touch with you, say they listen to this episode, they think Melanie Valone is the most awesome person I've ever met, which she is. Um, and they either have questions for you or they have questions about the career and opportunities fair. How can they get in touch with you? Absolutely, Kylie. Thank you. Thank you. You're so sweet. I think you're awesome as well. <laughs> What I would suggest first is uh, please send me an email. You can reach me at melanie.valone at thesales.edu. And that's M-E-L-A-N-I-E dot Valone with a V as in Victor, A-L-L-O-N-E at thesales.edu. And what I like to tell most students is please, when you reach out, let me know how you you and why you're reaching out. If you heard the podcast, let, let me know and say, I heard the podcast and I want to learn more about the event or I've met you in class or, um, you know, I, I saw this post on social media. So I want to know more. I'm happy to, to share information via email. You can also call me. You can call 610-282-1100. My extension is 2778. While I am on campus many days a week, I we are doing a rotation. So I am working remotely as well. But if you leave a voicemail, I get that right through my, my email. So I'm happy to return your call. Sometimes that's a little bit easier and faster. So feel free to email, to call, to drop by the office. If you drop by the Career Development Center in Dueling 121, you can schedule a, a meeting with me. We are doing all of our meetings virtually via Calendly. So we have some great QR codes that you can scan at the office to set up a one-on-one -on -one appointment with myself or my other colleagues, as well as um, after the grad school fair, which will be next week, um, there are going to be QR codes where you can simply scan and get yourself right onto the event and get yourself registered via Handshake. So those are the ways that you can reach out. Awesome. Well, Melanie, I want to thank you once again for all of your valuable information. Um, you really are kind of the career fair and opportunities fair queen. Um, mm -hmm. I feel like you do a really great job at sort of explaining the importance of kind of the whole process and how it's not just a day-long thing. It's the preparation before. It's your commitment during, and it's also the commitment afterwards. It's so, so important and valuable. And if you can really stick to it and follow through with it, you can be very, very successful at, at these um, events. So thank you so much for coming today and while well, Zooming in today and speaking yes. with me. Absolutely, Kylie, you nailed it. Thank you for being a wonderful host and really summing up all of those things that I shared and sharing your aspect as a 2020 grad. Congratulations. Thank you. And being you knowing yourself and your colleagues, your classmates that have also been successful in these events. We've heard lots of success stories and we want to hear even more. So we look forward to seeing you on October 14th, 1.30 to 4 p.m. If you need to figure out how to get connected, please reach out to me. I'm happy to help you.
Alrighty, I would like to thank Melanie Valone for zooming in with me and teaching us a little bit about Handshake, the new platform we're using for the Career and Opportunities Fair on October 14th. Um, if anything, guys, really take this as an opportunity to network. So even if you're not ready for a job, you're not ready um, to commit to either a nonprofit or an internship, these are the people that may be looking at your resumes in the future. And, you know, they have valuable insight into their company. So really take the time to ask them the questions and research their company a little bit before meeting with them. That way you can get the questions answered that you need. With that being said, guys, I hope you have a wonderful week.